Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. For today's podcast, we're going to be discussing gold exploration and production in Western Africa, and in particular, a company listed here in London, as well as over in Canada in Thor Explorations. And, and to do that, we're kindly joined by the CEO, Shagan Lawson. Shagan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. We're going to be drilling down into the company. You've just had a set of results out in the last few weeks, which we're going to be looking at and, and looking at the the forces behind those results, Shagan. But before we do that, would you be pleased to be able to give listeners an introduction to Thor Explorations, you know, where, where you're operating, where your assets are. We can go on later in the podcast and elaborate on those uh, those different assets. Sure. Um, like you said, we're listed on the A market of the London Stock Exchange, but also listed on the TSXV in Toronto. We have a focus on West Africa. We've just been through a very transformational period. We built our first gold mine in Nigeria, which is also the first large-scale commercial gold mine in Nigeria. We also have a project we're extremely excited about in Senegal, which we're advancing through to preliminary feasibility. And we're hopefully going to build that as our second project. And we have an early stage project in Burkina Faso. So we're focused on West Africa and uh, we have our, our flagship mine in Nigeria. As you said there, you, you've got your, you know, your, your first assets up producing. So you know, that's going to be particularly fascinating, I think, for, for listeners to see how that has been evolving over the most recent period. So would you be able to give us a rundown and obviously the, the key financial highlights from your, your latest update to the market, please? Sure. So we became a producer at the end of last year, and we really formally properly declared um, commercial production on the 1st of January this year. Uh, we did produce some gold last year. Um, and this year, when we started producing, we gave a guidance to the market of 80 to 100,000 ounce to be produced this year at an all-in sustaining cost between $850 and $950 per ounce. Um, and since we gave that guidance to the market, we've been largely on track in fact, we've been at the upper end of that guidance, which has meant we've narrowed our guidance twice now. And now we expect to produce between 90 and 100,000 ounces um, this year. In the first quarter, we produced um, 21,343 ounces. Um, in the second quarter, that improved again by 11%. We produced just under 24,000 ounces. That was 23,785. And for the first half of the year, we fall within our costs, you know, just under uh, around about $950 per ounce. So we expect that to continue. Um, what we're really excited about is the fact that, you know, we've managed to consistently uh, meet the upper end of our guidance. Not just that, we've managed to improve month on month in a number of aspects. So our mining rates, our throughput rates, the grade of the gold we're putting in, um, our recovery rates as well are all improving. So we're, we've now settled down at a, a very um, at a very promising, should I say, operating uh, position, and uh, we're now generating an average, you know, between eight and a half and nine and a half thousand ounces per month, um, which we're selling in Switzerland. 
So, Shagan, people will be interested to know, you know, where the growth comes from going going forward. Now, of course, and there's fluctuations in the, in the gold price, and if you see upside in the gold price, that that will produce higher margins. But you know, one of the strategies, of course, as as your name would suggest in in Thor explanation, would be uh, you know ad- additional. And production capacity. So, I mean, what does this look like for Thor? I mean, is it a case that you're going to be focusing on your existing mines and looking to extend the lives there, or, or do you do you have any other um, projects in the, in the pipeline that you're looking at? It's actually interesting you mention our name because you know a, a, a number of people. And we constantly have this internal debate whether to change our name. Now that we're a producer. We've only become a producer over the last twelve months, but that's an ongoing debate which we, we continue to have internally. But to answer your question, um, we have a number of avenues of growth. Um, first and foremost, the mine itself, you know, we never fully drilled out. You know, we were raising difficult dilutive equity as a junior explorer. We got to a, a line in the sand where we thought if we could raise the money, we would generate very strong cash flow for at least five years. And with some of that cash flow, we could continue to extend the mine line. So our first and lowest hanging fruit is extending the mine life by continuing to increase the resource and reserve size. So that's always ongoing underneath the pit, a long strike. And, you know, we kick off a, a deeper drilling program in Q4 this year. And the aim of that is really to extend the mine life and also increase the reserves in the potential underground components of the mine. Then we have a second avenue of growth, which is near mine and regional exploration. Uh, we have pegged a lot of ground as the first mover in Nigeria um, of very interesting looking structures, which we have been defining and getting drill ready. We started drilling them. Um, these are all within tracking distance, again, with a view to extend the mine life. Um, thirdly, uh, on a larger scale in Nigeria, we've been looking at prospects that are we can develop a standalone. These are very early stage grassroots projects, but very promising looking golden soil anomaly sitting on the right geology, sitting on the right structures. And we'll be looking to drill those as well in the last, next six months. So we have a lot of drilling coming up. We have been drilling earlier this month. And a key component of that is having our own exploration lab, which has finally been commissioned, which means we can turn around our drill samples in under a week, get the results back and navigate through our, our drill program. And then I think just to wrap up that um, question, the final avenue of growth, um, unlike a lot of single mine producers uh, who have to go out and buy a second project, we believe we have a second project in our portfolio already in Senegal, which is our data project. It's a very promising exploration, advanced exploration project with blue sky potential. We've been drilling that um, over the last few years. We hit our first major master last year, which was a maiden resource, 730,000 ounces, really 1.5 grams per ton inferred. We're currently drilling that to increase the grade, increase the, uh, the classification, and culminate that in a PFS, a preliminary feasibility study. Um, now, we want to be in a position where we have the mine building experience from Nigeria, mine building team, excellent partners, where we can replicate that, uh, what we did in Nigeria and Senegal, and we're very excited by it. So, Shagan, what, what's the main focus going to be for Thor over the next 12 to 18 months? Because, of course, you, you've got the, the extension of the mine life um, on your flagship projects. Um, but it's, 
you know, you obviously mentioned there that there's, there's a number of other projects that you're operating, which, you know, have the potential to really bolster your, your overall production. I mean, your focus, I mean, would you say that it's it's split 50-50 between extending the, the mine life or, and looking at, you know, getting more mines online or, or do you, are you really sort of pushing forward with the additional mines at this point in time? Um, we have, um, our, our focus is, is really on delivering value to shareholders. So we have a mine which is projected to produce 100,000 ounces a year for at least the next four years. And over that next four years, the oil-in sustaining cost is going to be around about $700 per ounce. So we think there's a huge amount of value to deliver to um, shareholders. Um, we're quickly paying down our debt. We've paid back almost 30% of it. By the end of this year, we'd have paid back half of it. So we're very strongly into quickly into free cash flow um, next year. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we believe there's a lot more gold to be found in Nigeria. So we that continues to run in parallel, uh, extension of the mine life, particularly of the grades we're seeing. Um, and then secondly, like I mentioned before, we can't turn away from the, the hugely exciting prospect we have in Senegal, which is, you know, we're, we're aiming to be above a million ounces by the time we finish our PFS um, and deliver our second mine. So it's hard to say there's one focus. We believe we're comfortably able to um, align our resources to make sure the various um, projects we're running at all advance. And that's how we, the, the, the overarching focus, I would say, is delivering value back to shareholders. Thank you. So, of course, as we've outlined, the focus at the moment, Shagan, is very much on, on West Africa. You know, obviously, when, when you get these other assets into production uh, and enjoy the cash flow from that, I mean, you know, as, a, as an explorer, you know, going back to, to your roots in, in the business, I mean, do you, do you have any plans to look further afield outside of West Africa or do, or do you think you, that Thor will remain a West African focused gold miner. We have no immediate plans at the moment, but never say never. You know, um, yeah. in this uh, climate, if we have strong cash flows, there might be opportunities outside West Africa that uh, have compelling enough rationale to to explore further. So we never say never. But we do believe we have a very strong skill set and expertise in West Africa, um, and we're able to unlock a lot of value. So in the near term, um, you know, our, our wish list is in West Africa. Fantastic. Thank you. So let's now move, if we could please, Shagan, to, to ESG, because you know, obviously, obviously mining in, in recent years, ESGs become a big focus, you know, whether that's looking at the environmental side of things, uh, you know, the, the social and, and governance I mean, what, what exactly are Thor doing on the ground at the moment in terms of ESG? ESG is particularly important for Thor. Um, number one, we're a first of its kind in the country. Uh, number two, we're in a country which is known for its oil and gas and has had, you know, ESG issues in the oil and gas sector for decades. So it was something we were very focused on way back from the exploration stage um, through construction and now we're mining. It was something we knew we had to get right and we had to be aligned with all our stakeholders in country. 
Um, our mine footprint didn't require any, you know, physical relocation of people, but there are three communities that fall within um, our exploration uh, area of the mine. So our ESG practices have really been underpinned by community development agreements, which we signed, you know, before we went into construction, where we have dedicated projects, um, all the way from scholarships to building of roads, uh, fixing of schools to employment. Uh, we are the biggest employer in um, certainly our local government and, and our state. Um, upskilling of people um, that we employ um, and also, you know, advocating um, employment for women in science, technology, engineering and maths in in Nigeria, in, in the area. We also, we and then we, we've dedicated a number of projects, which are cooperative projects, um, fish farms, agriculture projects that we do with the community where we train them, we fund and we hand over to them. Um, on the um, on the environmental side, we transitioned in May this year from using diesel to to power our mine to compress natural gas, a much more efficient and cleaner um, fuel source, all sourced locally in Nigeria as well. Um, so we continue to um, focus on our ESG our pra and practice on it. We understand and acknowledge the importance of our stakeholders. And it's something that we um, continue to refresh as we go along. Thank you. So we're going to, we're going to move on in a minute, Shagan, and look at the key milestones that investors should keep uh, an eye out for going forward. But I, I think we just need to just go back onto the point that, you know, the uniqueness to some extent of, of Thor's operations in Nigeria, that you're the only large scale producer there. I mean, how... how challenging was that for you to, to to get that up and running you know be, being the first there of that scale and you know does that give you a, a benefit going forward operating in Nigeria <laughs> I think it's it's challenging to build a mine anywhere in the world <laughs> throw in um COVID pandemic <laughs> yeah. um and throw in the fact that it's the first in the country it it, it, it was pretty challenging but one thing a lot of people don't realize you know um even though Nigeria is not known for its metals mining, it's got the biggest cement and aggregate industry in Africa. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of transferable skills, should I say, and transferable, very employable people that that that, that have transferable skills. Uh, secondly, you know, the country has always been championing diversification away from oil and gas. So we've had excellent support from the government. Uh, federal level and at state level to to implement the mining act and to enable us to to kick off our project and um lastly i think we picked the the right uh, partners we built our project with an epc partner um, norinco international from china on a fixed price lump sum turnkey basis so that really ruled out any price overrun risk um, and they're a partner that we've developed an excellent relationship with, you know, when the COVID pandemic came and there was the closing of airspaces, you know, they stayed in country uh, and ensured that this plant got built pretty much on time and on budget. 
Um, so it's, it's been a challenge. We've managed to come through. We've managed to learn some fantastic lessons that we can take elsewhere. And also we've managed to learn some fantastic lessons that we can replicate in country in Nigeria as well. Thank you very much, Shagan. So just to finish off now, I think investors are going to be particularly interested to hear about potential milestones going forward, because arguably over the last 12 months, it's been a landmark period for Thor. Of course, you're moving into production. Um, I note here producing a net profit as well during everything that's going on with the, with the pandemic is is highly commendable. So what can investors expect from Thor over the, the, the next 12 months? And you know, how does that build into to what you've already achieved? So I think we have to start off with underpinning value for investors. We, we expect to be in free uh, cash flow over the next 12 months with a clean balance sheet, um, rapidly paying down the existing debt, whether we restructure, refinance that into something um, that's termed out over a longer period of time. Um, that's a decision that, that will be made. But first and foremost, investors can have the assurance that we're looking at producing 100,000 ounces at a gold um, and an all in sustaining cost of around about $700 an ounce uh, over the next four or five years. And that's going to deliver a lot of free cash to the company and to shareholders. Secondly, um, the milestones, we have near term milestones and longer term milestones. In the near term, we're constantly drilling. We'll be looking to update the market with drill results, certainly over the next um, three, six, nine, and 12 months. Um, And hopefully, look, uh, uh, another discovery, but certainly um, an upward revision of our resource size and reserve size is what we're one of our key focuses. Um, And thirdly, like I said, in in the medium to longer term, we have a second mine we believe we can build um, to add to our resource inventory and to our production um, output as well in a different, which is also diversified by jurisdiction in a different jurisdiction as well in Senegal, which is more known for its um, gold mining than Nigeria. Um, so we think there's lots of areas for growth. Um, we think it's coming from more than one country. And most importantly, we think there's a baseline um, uh, source of value, which is our strong cash flow, regardless of any increment in discoveries or building other mines or increments in our resource size. There's a baseline value, uh, which we've already achieved, that we, 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 we're able to deliver to shareholders over the next four or five years, which is the production from Segalola. Thank you. So... Just just one last question here, Shagan, if I may. Just just looking at the overall market of gold, I mean, what's your view on, on the price of gold at the moment? Is it behaving in a manner that you would expect given the, the economic backdrop or do you think we've got more to come from the gold price? <laughs> I'm always going to say it's not behaving as well, <laughs> well as I, I think it should be. So um, I don't know. If, I think my answer would be definitely a bit biased. But um, look, I... I personally believe um, gold should be, you know, a bit higher than where we are. You know, where we were six months ago, probably a fair reflection of where I, I think the price should settle. Really, um, despite despite in, in inflation, um, the the, um, 
um, the interest rates and what's going on in the world in general, um, you know, with the, with the Ukraine situation um, um, and generally what's going on in the world, I, I think, um, and even just from a fundamental part of, uh, perspective in terms of demand and supply, I think the gold price should be slightly higher. But like I said, it's all caveated by me being extremely biased. Indeed. I'd, uh, I tend to agree, Shager, sometimes I look at the price of gold and see what's happening in the world and, and do scratch my head. Um, but Shagan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed that. So just as a, a note to listeners, we're going to include a link through to Thor Explorations sites where you'll be able to find further information, see their, their recent results, which actually are definitely worth a look. You know, obviously as a name um, suggests they were an explorer, but, you know, very much uh, a producer now producing a net profit there. Um, so do check those figures out. There'll be a link in the note to this podcast. Thank you very much for everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember, all investment involves risk. 